Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hello, it's Susan Peepy, your host of the Southern Belle of Beverly Hills on the number one podcast network for professionals. Do you believe this week's episode? Something told me. When you hear people say, well, something told me, usually if they're in the South, we might say something told me, but we all know that something is God. It's just kind of one of those unspoken things, like God has many names, and that something told me, I knew I shouldn't have done that. I knew I should have drove the other way, whatever, something. That something is 100% God, Jesus Christ, but... I don't think that people say that out loud often. And if I'm going to pull back this curtain, this whole South versus Southern California, I have to pull back the curtain. I'm going to talk about a few times where I know for a fact that God spoke to me. No, not audibly, of course not, but in dreams I know that sometimes direction or messages are delivered that way. It's biblical. You can look in the Bible and read the story of Joseph when he talks to his brothers about the dreams that he had and his brothers were haters and they didn't want to hear all the stories about him ruling and them bowing down to him. And it was bad enough that he was their father's favorite and he had the multicolor coat that his father made for him. They definitely did not want to hear that he would be their leader one day. And his dreams were, of course, offensive to them. As it is in the Bible, we sometimes have to table sharing our dreams and we have to sometimes table not only sharing the dreams, but the idea that dreams sometimes provide messages. I have several stories, first of all. I'm not going to share them all. I will share one that gives a really good example. And you guys can go to my Twitter account. I will post a link so that you can actually see what I'm talking about for yourself. There was a time I was living in Beverly Hills and to say the least, work was very slow. Money was tight. I gotta say that again. Money was tight. And I had a car that wouldn't pass smog. So for anybody who doesn't live in California, your car has to pass smog tests. And if it doesn't pass smog, you can't fully register the car. So I tried to get minor repairs so that I could get the car to pass smog and no repair that I did was enough. So I basically was on a timeline of I need to get a new vehicle. It was not in my budget at the time. So I was trying to figure out what am I going to do? It was on my heart, obviously in the back of my head. So one night I went to sleep. I had a dream that my mom and my sister were getting blue envelopes in the mail. And I asked them what the blue envelopes were for. And they were checks. And I asked them like, you know, why are you getting these checks? Where are they coming from? And my mom and my sister said something to the effect of, oh, it was because we were on that judge show. So 
I thought about it and I was like, okay, that's very interesting. I wonder what judge show they were on. This is all, of course, in this dream. In that same dream, they got envelopes from Let's Make a Deal. And I was like, well, what are you, what are you getting those envelopes for? And they're like, oh, that's for when we were on Let's Make a Deal. And you know how sometimes dreams do time jumps or don't quite make sense or aren't fully logical. So time jumped in the dream. I was standing in the studio of Let's Make a Deal. In the dream, I want a car. So I wake up. It was a Saturday morning when I woke up from that dream. I immediately got online to Google, how do you get on Let's Make a Deal? Saw that it was easy to just sign up to be a part of the audience. Obviously, signing up to be a part of the audience does not do anything except for get you in the studio. But I was confident because I had the dream and the dream told me that I was gonna win a car and let's make a deal. It was a Saturday when I woke up from that dream and I was able to book myself to be in the audience of the show that following Thursday. I picked my costume. I wanted it to be something that, that would be a little catchy, a little like eye-catching. I was a pageant person with a sash that said Miss as in M-I-S-S, misunderstood, and um, wore a little sequins dress with jeans over it because I didn't want to like be really completely prim and proper. I wanted to look like, you know, a contestant on a game show. So I wore a little sequins dress over jeans. And that morning drove over in my car that wouldn't pass inspection, found parking and waited to get on the show. As we're waiting in line, it's about, oh, my guess is going to be bad here, but it was about I'm going to say 200 people, maybe a little less, but everyone was there with the same purpose. Everyone thought that they were going to be selected to be on the show, but I knew I had the edge. As we're waiting in line, I'm thinking to myself, praying, praying the whole time I'm in line. We get called into the studio. They're playing I Love Rock and Roll. That song reminds me of fifth grade slumber party where the host of the slumber party was playing a bunch of that kind of music. So when I heard it, I immediately got into my zone. I was dancing, singing along. Oh, by the way, I was by myself. I think I reached out to my friends to see if anyone was interested in in joining me to go to be on the show. And obviously it was last minute. It was a weekday. They were all working, so nobody wanted to go. So I'm singing, dancing. And by this time I had met a bunch of people in the audience who were coming in with me. So much so that one of the people who seats the audience members thought that a guy who was sticking close Uh, that we were together. And so she was like, oh, I'm trying to find you two seats. And I think I said, oh no, we're not together. I can just have one seat. And I don't know if I hurt his feelings or not, but I needed to win my car and I needed to be up front. And so she sat me right down in front at first, like on the first row, I believe. Eventually they moved me up to one of the higher rows, like second or third, but I was still right center down in front. As every song came on, I'm singing along, I'm dancing, I'm having fun, I'm getting really hyped, showing them, like, if you pick me to be on national television, I will not be a dud. I promise you that. So as the day goes on and we get ready for the show to start, sure enough, They said, everybody look into the camera and say what prize it is that you want to win. So I was convinced because I knew I was supposed to win a car. So I'm yelling, car, car. So show starts. 
Wayne Brady comes out. And let me just say, Wayne Brady is a very good looking man. And I just had to interject that. He, he is a very good looking man. I saw him on the stage at uh, CBS one day when he was doing the Bold and Beautiful. And it was early in the morning. It had a chill in the air. And he came in in his sweats, like black sweats. And this was like in the last, whenever he was on Bold and Beautiful. So like within the last year or two. I won the car like years and years and years ago. Anyway, just trying to make sure everybody knows like, you know, I didn't know him. He doesn't know me. None of that. So anyway, so he was wearing his black sweatsuit and he had all the swagger in the world, like swaggy, swag, swag, swagger, swag, early in the morning. And I was just called to set. I was on my way to Jebo Cosmetics. And as I'm walking as fast as I can to set, I noticed him out of the corner of my eye and I wanted so badly to tell him this story that I'm telling you guys, but obviously I didn't have time and I just kept moving. You guys have probably passed, anybody in LA has probably passed him a thousand times and didn't realize it was him because he kind of doesn't give off the quote unquote Wayne Brady vibe when you see him in person. In person, he he's definitely given off some other kind of swaggy swagger swag Wayne Brady. But anyway, so going back to let's make a deal. As he comes out, he does his little announcements or whatever, says what he wants to say to the crowd. They start the music, they start the show. He called me down, very first contestant of the episode. I get called down to the floor. And I knew, I knew I was gonna win a car. Everything was going according to plan. Everything was happening very similarly to the way it happened in my dream. And as I'm down on the floor, standing there talking to Mr. Brady, I had a choice to pick one of the curtains. I don't remember the number I picked. I believe I picked number three. I picked one of the curtains. And when I picked it, he offered me money for the curtain that I picked. So if I wanted to change my mind. And I said, no, I'm I'm fine. I'm gonna stick with my curtain. So he said, okay, so let's reveal what's behind the other curtains that you didn't pick. So the first one, there was a car. Not the one that I picked, the first curtain there was a car. My heart sank. I was frozen. I was in shock. My face dropped. I couldn't believe that everything went according to my dream. I was there. I had been picked. I was the first contestant and my car got revealed as a prize that I did not select. I, I just couldn't understand what was happening in that moment. And while I'm standing there, taping for national television, I pray, like eyes open, but my hands, I believe, were definitely clenched in a, in a prayer type fist. I pray because I'm not understanding what's happening. So he's talking real time and I'm praying, trying to figure out like, I know I'm supposed to win a car. How is this really happening? Because the car was exposed. So that me meant that I couldn't win that prize. So he offered me money again for my curtain. And I said no, because the little voice, in addition to the dream, the little voice that something, something told me, the little voice said, do you trust me? Like that feeling, obviously, again, let me repeat, nothing audible, but in my spirit, in my soul, I heard, felt, knew, do you trust me? And as illogical as it was, and as crazy and as ridiculous as it was, 
I didn't take the money that at that point I believe was close to 5,000 or in that range. I didn't take the money. I elected to keep my curtain. Those of you who aren't familiar with the show, it could have been anything behind that curtain. It could have been what they call a zonk, meaning like a non-prize. You go home empty-handed and embarrassed. It could have been anything, but I believed that my dream told me that I was going to win a car. And I believe that it was confirmed while I was there praying on the stage that I was going to win a car. So right or wrong, I stuck with my curtain. They showed what was behind the middle curtain, which may or may not have been a zonk, but I didn't pick that one. And then finally, after offering me money again, and I declined because I was all in, they revealed what was behind my curtain and it was a smart car! Yay! So I won a car on Let's Make a Deal. So many things about that just didn't make sense. If you don't believe, then you won't believe. The fact that there were two cars in the same game is crazy. The fact that I stuck to my guns, even though a car, because there's never two cars in the same game, even though a car was already exposed. And I was like, nope, I believe that my car is behind curtain number three. And I stuck to my guns and I won my car. And the cool thing about it was the car was a smart car. So it was perfect for driving in Beverly Hills, perfect for parking on the street, perfect for cruising down Rodeo, and perfect for going to the beach. It was perfect. Kept it for, I think, a little over a year because smart cars are super cute and super convenient for parking. But at a point, especially if you carry a lot of items or have big boxes or, you know, all that stuff, it does become a little cumbersome, although they are the best on gas. And I would love to have one just to drive, but not have it be my sole car. It was right around the time where the gas prices had skyrocketed. And I think at the the 76th station on Santa Monica Boulevard in Beverly Hills, gas prices had peaked at over $5 a gallon. And the company reached out to me. So the dealership that I got the car from couldn't keep them in stock. They reached out and said that someone was trying to buy one right away, asked me if I would be willing to sell it. And I did. So I sold it and I ended up buying a car off of Craigslist. A cute car. Another car that I've always kind of wanted, none of that would have been possible had I not believed that sometimes God speaks to us in dreams. Hey guys, if you enjoyed this show, please rate and subscribe on iTunes or find us at Believe.com and at Believe Podcast, as well as Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. You can find me and that video I talked about at suzq 90210 suzq90210 on Instagram and Twitter. And if you're interested in advertising, contact Believe at Believe.com. I will see you guys next time. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. 
there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.